3: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Good morning to you. Happy Memorial Day Monday. With Ryan Hollins, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. We got a ton to get to. Last night's epic Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals sets up an NBA Finals, East versus West, Boston versus San Fran. Of course, we also had the Indy 500, which... Just gonna be honest with you. Didn't watch a second. Don't feel like I missed it. Um, we got a little baseball news with uh, a kerf- more than a kerfuffle over fantasy football. Got a lot to get to. Um, Ryan, Ryan, let's. There's a bunch of things to get to here. Let's let's start with with last night. Okay, last night the Celtics led essentially tipped to finish although man they they were they had that parking brake on there trying to get to the finish line um why do you think the Celtics struggled to put away the Miami Heat
5: well here's the reality the the heat don't score enough like if you're playing the Warriors maybe not so much so this Warriors but the, an old Warriors team you get in situations with them you'd be up 10 they'd be like dude we got to go up 20 like, we got to keep scoring. Miami doesn't score enough to where you have to get out, and you, I like the way you called it earlier, the prevent defense, the prevent offense, the, you know, milk, the clock down. You don't have to get out. They don't score enough. They just don't. And there's certain teams, when you when you game plan, you know you got to outscore them. You know if you're up 10 with four or five minutes left, that will evaporate quick. And just the Miami Heat aren't one of those teams. So, you didn't have to, Coach Ime Udoka did an excellent job. He didn't have to pressure his team to go out and win that game or take that game. You know, you, when you beat a good team, you got to take it. And not to say that Miami's not a good team, they just don't score enough. And especially with Ty- Tyler Hero uh, in, in street clothes on the sideline, they just don't score enough.
4: They, 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 they do not. And uh, they nearly did, right? They got to the basket. Then Max Struz hit that crazy three. Jimmy Butler has one in transition. What do you think of the Jimmy Butler three? You're down two, like twenty seconds to go. He comes down. It's basically one on one with Al Horford. The pull up three, what'd you think?
5: I think Jimmy for the rest of his life is gonna want that shot back. <laughs> he's gonna want that shot back because Jimmy's so good at, you know, getting to the to the to the foul line and, you know, drawing contact, just making things happen. And I think he's gonna look back at that opportunity and say, Man, I, I kinda blew it right here. But if I were a teammate of Jimmy Butler, I got zero problems with that, man. You know, Jimmy's the guy who got us here. He had his heroics uh, in in the first game. And honestly, the way they were rolling, like, that may have been the best shot they could have gotten. But I just think with a live dribble, yeah, put your head down, get downhill. But it was the correct play.
4: No, I mean, I, I, it's one of those, could you see a world in which he, he has these, and he goes to his strong right hand. I mean, he's a right-hand dribbler. And and sticks his shoulder into Al Horford's chest and lays the ball in. I'll give you this too,
5: Doug. I'll give you this too, Doug. Keeping it real, you know it. He double-pumped it, which means he aimed it. He didn't want to take that shot. If he, if he just shot it, it'd be one thing. But he double-pumped it. So, no, I'm not I'm not going to you know, scrutinize Jimmy for taking that shot. But the fact that he double-pumped said he wanted it back as soon as he pulled up to take it.
4: Yeah, so Could so could you have gotten... A closer look, yes. You know, would you have preferred him? Probably, especially not just like he's not Steph, he's not Clay. That's he can make threes, but that's not necessarily his game. And he's got a little, he's got a little Dwayne Wade to him, right? Where Dwayne Wade, not a particularly good shooter, but like yes. you feel like he's going to make those shots because he's Dwayne Wade, right? Like that's ca- kind of how it is. Um, but I thought I, I, I completely agree with you. They, they don't have enough offense, and you know, ultimately. It's like the, it's like the Kevin Durant angle to it like you did, everyone, you need a guy who is gonna go get you a bucket and you can say this is disrespectful for Jimmy's Butler, but he's not he's not that guy. He was able to get them buckets last night and in game six and in game one, but that's not necessarily who he is and it just so happens that game on the line that's the shot he gets and that's that's the result. but I, I thought, look their, their toughness, their culture, I think that's a real thing. It's also a real thing that you need. You need those bucket getters. You need those the Jason Tatum's out there because those guys, when everything else is equal, those are the guys who make those shots as opposed to others who do not.
5: Well, you got to take your hat off too to Bam Adebayo, who dropped twenty five, and you got to say if I'm if I'm Boston, you're going Bam. Go ahead and score. And it's not that you're disrespecting him, not that he's not an all-star, but... No, but that's how he does, yeah. He's, he's the
4: guy who you want scoring out of other out guys, right?
5: Yes, yes. And Bam is a guy that scores within the flow of the offense. He's a headache, head on the rim, he's versatile, he switches out. I mean, he's really the, the perfect, you know, new version of what the center, you know, is. But if Bam's got to go one-on-one, put the ball in the deck and score a lot, that plays into your hands. And you're looking at Miami and you're saying... Okay, Hero can kind of be that that guy sometimes. He's six man. Oladipo uh, ends up being a really good defender in this series. Uh, offensively, not so much. Who else is it going to be? And Kyle Lowry scores 15. Kyle Lowry had a donut the other night. Kyle is going to do what he can. You know, he's not going to lack for effort. PJ Tucker drops a donut. You know, minus 16 in his minute. So, you know, you just did not have the help. You had the role players. You had the toughness, and you know, shoot, Miami's an intriguing place. If they can make a deal to get another superstar there or another guy who can just fill it up and score, they're going to be in contention, but no doug they just they didn't have enough, which allowed the celtics celtics to cruise
4: um i'm i look Kyle Lowry's been a hell of a player uh but I, 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 here's what I, here's what I think like I'm watching him and he he did get a couple of charge calls, whatever, but the amount of times that he fell down last night and went down like it was a lot. Um, and it's interesting, you know, guys go one of two ways when they get older, when they don't have what they used to have. Cause he was an all-star in the NBA. They either want to fight everybody. Right. And just kind of, kind of out tough them or they, or they're, or they're take a dive guy. He's decided like, I'm probably too little to be fight, fight everybody guy. I'm just going to be, I'm going to take charges and flop. But it was, he helped him, but he hurt him too, you know, with, with all the flop all over this place.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is about Miami. You know, I've had you know talks with Spo. They want guys that compete. They got a team that competes. Um, they weren't the sexiest team in the NBA. Think about it. They had the best record in the East pretty much for the entire year, and they made it you know a game away from the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. You you can't say anything about A shot about away, Spo. yeah. A shot away. You're right. You're a shot away. So you know if Jimmy Butler hits that shot, he steps in confident. We're having a whole different conversation there. But odds are they had to work so hard just to get to that point. Jimmy had no legs, dude. He had to do so much at some point, and think about it. Jimmy had knee problems this series. I forget was it was it game two or three, Doug, where Jimmy doesn't come out after halftime. He's got some serious stuff going on, dude. So he just had to do too much. But if I'm a free agent or I'm a guy looking at the Miami Heat, I'm going, man, I can go there and do some things. I can go there and be a part of something special. And I think hero helps, but I don't think hero's the guy to push you over the edge let me ask you something Doug yeah Miami had success after the bubble and they had a chance to kind of move Duncan Robinson move hero if I'm not mistaken and and get James Harden you know probably had some deals out there for Ben Simmons did they drop the ball by not pulling the trigger on one of those deals
4: to get James Harden no James Harden's a disaster like James Harden and heat culture that (laughs) <laughs> Oil meat, water. Plus all the plus South Beach.
5: <laughs> Hell no. Who's the other one? Uh, ben Ben Simmons, who didn't play, but let's assume he's healthy. Ben next year. Are they need another guy who can't score.
4: <laughs> no. Nah. Like, look, I, I I mean, I understand the composition of that team, right? You got you got Jimmy, you got Bam, right? And then they're kind of building around. They they got a bunch of money, like probably in, in Kyle Lowry. I'm, I'm guessing, and. You know, then they've been able to make it work with these underdrafted dudes. And I think they thought they saw something in Duncan Robinson and, they, you know, they couldn't play him cause, uh, because because Struess is better defensively. And neither are great, but Struess is better, thicker, more competitive yep. defensively. So he kind of beat him out. Right. Um, nah, I, I just this is this is their team. This is how they're, they've decided to be like, I think I think what they're going to have based on how they play is the Heat are always going to be around. Like they're going to be consistent in many ways. They kind of mirror uh, Pat Riley's Knicks. You know, they, they just don't have Pat. Ewing, they don't have a Pat Ewing type, mm, right? That's a good call, right? But remember how physical those teams were. Just and and really, it's one of the things that led to the rules changes. Now they're, they defend differently, but they're still still very physical. They they get you know dudes at the elbows. They they make you make your non stars beat you and 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 make that extra pass but i think they're always going to be there they're always going to be right there in the you know one to three seed probably not the best team because they don't have the best dude but they're just going to build themselves now could they add the right piece yeah i don't think james harden ben simmons is the right piece that doesn't change you know because harden doesn't fit with their culture and doesn't play the other end and then you know, you know. there's one end of the court that both those guys don't play, and I don't think that works. I think, I think they just remain consistent until they find the right guy, if you can find the right guy. And if they don't, they'll always be really, really good, and you're going to have to beat them as they don't
5: really beat themselves. Yeah, and I think ultimately what you're saying is the Miami Heat are not going to – this is a W for them. They're not going to have the same pressure that the Lakers are going to have. Keep in mind, Frank Vogel won the championship, what, two years ago? Yeah. The NBA, cha- I don't care. Bubble. He won the NBA championship two years ago. It was it's a can out of a job. Yeah. Can right? You know, Knicks is going to be a place that are always going to be looking. You know, these are they're different teams that have expectations of championship. You know, Golden State. I'm sure they're, they're somewhat looking at Kerr. You know, they like when your team is good enough, you kind of get fired because of it. And, and what I'm hearing is that hey man, these Miami can be okay with losing. In the championship, they can be okay with losing in the Eastern Conference Final, and you're stepping out with smiles, and you are you are ecstatic about what the season brought. As long as it was it was tough, hard nosed Heat basketball. Where, hey man, Lakers Lakers losing the Conference Final, Lakers losing that situation. Oh my goodness, it, it, it is someone's got to go. Correct.
4: Uh, I don't know if you lose the Conference Final, but yeah, I mean. It's a, it's a very different culture. Obviously, it also depends upon the fact that you have a LeBron or you had a Kobe, right? We don't have the perspective of how good that year was with, with the bubble. I think the bubble threw things off. I think what, what, one thing that, like, you know, when you look in totality, you should look at Boston and remember that this is a team that you go back to, um, they were 23 and 24 on January 21st. I right, twenty three and twenty four, and they lost at home to Portland. And I know that Portland, by the end of the year, they kind of scrapped it yeah, yeah, yeah. and played for the lottery. But Portland was never a good team this year. And they were twenty three and twenty four, and the thing turned around. The, t- the thing flipped, and I think that is you got you talk. We talk about Heat culture. That's Celtics culture. That's not just Marcus Smart and his leadership, but also Emi Yudoka. Here's Jalen Brown talking about last night's. Game seven being the biggest test he'd ever been through.
5: Today was the biggest test, not just, you know, of the year, but, you know, of our careers to to mentally come into a game seven away after losing on our home court, which was tough, and we got it done.
4: Here's Marcus Smart on his team getting over that hump.
5: You know, to be able to get over that hump and have a chance to, you know, uh, make it to the NBA Finals. Um, you know, this is every every athlete's dream is to get to that, that final stage and have an opportunity. And, you know, I've been here four years in the Eastern Conference Finals, and, and, and you know, I've, I've been sent home every year after. so it feels really good.
4: Here's Jason Tatum on the fuel that he believed changed his team.
6: We need to split the group up and get rid of you know somebody or me and jb can't play together uh fueled us um to to figure it out and you know not run from it
4: emi udoka said this about his team and the adversity they've been through
5: feeling good it's been a long road obviously throughout this season Uh, feels like it was always meant to be this way difficult you know obviously two game sevens in, in the last two series and you know, shows what I said about our group—that we fought through a lot of adversity this year, a resilient group—and um, tonight seemed to kind of typify our season.
4: So, what 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 changed, Ryan? Like, and for people don't know, Ryan, this year, in addition to all the other network TV stuff, you've covered the Houston Rockets all season long for the Rockets uh, TV network. Um, what changed with this Celtics group? Not just from previous years, but what was Ime able to do when they were a game under 500 in mid-January?
5: They got those guys to buy in on playing on both ends of the floor. And, you know, you said it earlier, Doug, it starts with your star. I think Antonio D- Daniels echoed the same thing. When when Jason Tatum started getting into a stance and defending and not just kind of, you know, letting the ball roll back down court on the other end, like really getting after guys, um, their season changed. Uh, they also made a trade, brought Daniel Tice back. Tice is great for the for the locker room, you know. Uh, there are a couple of things that went on there, but, They just got nasty. They got physical. You know, Al Horford stepped up. And I think you really got to look at Marcus Smart was always a leader there, but I think the respect was there with Marcus. And offensively, Smart's game got so much better, ends up being Defensive Player of the Year. But him being their leader, and I think there may be an element where you're like, hey, man, uh, Marcus, you don't score enough for us to give you that same type of respect. For him to be able to score the way that he has consistently – They've bought in with what he's doing, and they rolled and and bought in with Ime Udoka. And you know, I, I've i talked with Udoka. I talked with Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is like the nicest guy on the planet. But I can't see. And forgive me, I've never been in the, in the locker room. This is only my assumption, my opinion. I can't see Brad Stevens. You know, getting down your jersey about getting in the stance and diving on the floor and making the nasty plays. I'm sure he'll talk about it. But I, I would assume Udoka just had a different level and possibly step forward. And empowered guys like Marcus Smart and Al Horford, and Al Horford's turning back the, the the hand of time, man. He's always been playing some good basketball, but I mean, he is like he has been light he's arguably been a top five center in the league for these playoffs. It, like he's right behind. Like, listen, you're looking at you know Jokic, Embiid, and you know maybe Adebayo. and t- you can go him and Adebayo pound for pound, okay. You know, went out and guarded Giannis, you know, and gave gave him a headache or harassed him. You know, guarded Adebayo. So Al Horford, man, that's a big, big presence that they bought into inside. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll know
4: if Brad kicked himself upstairs or what happened. But there's definitely a disconnect there in terms of, you know, the, all, all of the messaging. And they, they didn't buy in. He couldn't get Jason Tatum to defend. He couldn't get... He he couldn't get them to play to share the basketball as much, right? Tatum and we we'd see it like he thought he was Kobe going back to last year and previous years, but like dude, look, dude, Kobe play both ends, yeah, you know. And oh yeah, the other thing is, you know, Kobe wasn't always about sharing it, and basketball has changed s- somewhat. They had to had to get him to share it, uh, and they had to get him to play a different end. And whenever E May's done. And I think you also got to give Brad some credit for, like you said, the roster tweaks that they've done. Bringing back Al was huge. You, you mentioned uh, Tees and and and, and feeling that locker room. But whatever Eme has been able to do in getting these guys to buy in, they have very much changed that Celtic culture. And though the endings were potentially painful, here they are as a last team, the, let last me, team sitting. Let me ask you this,
5: Doug. Yeah. How much of an impact, because this, this ended up being a very questionable move. Brad Stevens couldn't get it done, and I'll throw it out. A lot of former players were upset that if this were an African-American coach at, at the time, at the time, he'd be canned. He wouldn't get an upgrade, you know, or a nice little vacation to the front office. How big was that that Brad is still around and very in tune with the guys? And I don't think his basketball knowledge will ever be in question, but clearly from a motivational standpoint, do you think that played any role in kind of keeping the family together, loyalty wise, or is it just in my kind of searching here?
4: Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't think. Um, like, look, there was a time right when LeBron said, "Like, Brad's the best coach in the league," and and I think you know, an yeah. and knows wise, he he's amazing. Um, there's a part of it is there's a understanding of the Celtics that like, look, this guy's really really good, and he's very much along with Danny the architect of it, but there was a need for a change and like you said, normally there would be, you have a disappointing season or two. And like, look, I don't, the Kyrie thing, I I wouldn't put the Kyrie thing on him because it's not a one-off with Kyrie, right? Kyrie was the one who got himself out of Cleveland. Kyrie was the one who, you know, went awry. And Like if it was just, if Kyrie was great everywhere else Mm -hmm. and only an issue in Boston, then I would have put more on Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, I, I think that, I mean, Gordon Hayward. How does that look if he doesn't break his leg? Mm. I think mean, a lot of the disconnect yeah. was over. Like you brought Gordon Hayward in, and though Gordon Hayward's not in any way related to Brad Stevens, it's it's almost like you're you're bringing in your son, right? And then you put him <laughs> in the starting lineup, and guys are like, "Oh boy, here we here we go with Gordon Hayward." So I think that hurt his credibility with some of those guys. But I do think like Brad's good. Brad knows hoop, and. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater would have been firing him and moving on and changing all over. But it also would have meant somebody else who came in. If you hire a new general manager who's from outside the family. They're going to come in with completely different plans and bring in their own guys, and their own guys mean their own players. That's what everybody does in any business. You bring in your guys eventually. And I think they thought they were close. And whoseever decision it was to go like, hey, look, we're really close here. We don't, need different, we don't need different stars. We don't need a different core. We just need to tweak some things, and then we need somebody who the stars will buy into. It's a really good point. You know, so I actually think that, again, I don't know how the decision was come upon. But I think it's brilliant to keep him around because the second you change general managers, there's a good, Marcus Smart would probably have been gone. Or Jalen or, you know, because there was a uh, – Jason Tatum's not wrong. There was a discussion. Can these two guys coexist, right? Because I think Jalen was like, man, that dude doesn't – I play defense. That dude doesn't play defense. You know, I like him, but do I love him? And they found the right guy, and they kept the core intact, and Brad has made some brilliant moves, and Danny made some brilliant moves, and Emei's the one who got all the guys to buy in, and he also empowered Marcus Smart, um, which – like, look, dude, I've lived the Marcus Smart life. He's an Oklahoma State dude. I love him, but, man, he took some terrible shots, and he's always had that ridiculous confidence, like, shoot <laughs> yeah. shots like he's yeah. Steph, and like, bro, you ain't Steph, you know? So I, there's a there's a lot at play that's allowed them to be successful, but it has clearly worked, and they were the better team. If not for the, the confidence and toughness of, of Miami, it, it probably doesn't. Doesn't all come together. All right, here's what I want to do. Mark Medina joins us upcoming next. He's covered the NBA for years. He works for uh, NBA.com and NBA Media, plus, he's our Fox Sports Radio NBA Insider. I'm going to ask him about, um, uh, about the Lakers hiring Darvin Ham, um, what happens with that roster, and what the league can take from these two teams and two very different paths to success. That's upcoming next in the Dan Patrick Show.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two liter? Well... Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick slash promos.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Doug Gottlieb and Ryan Hollins and for Dan Danetz, Stan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Medina, kind enough to stop by. Of course, he covers the NBA for NBA.com. He's also our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. Happy Memorial Day to you, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll get to the NBA Finals in a second, but the big other news over the weekend is Darvin Hamm, former Texas Tech star, longtime assistant, former NBA champion. He's the new head coach of the Lakers, is that is that a win for Kurt Rambis? Like, what, what, what's the what's the takeaway on Darvin Ham getting the job?
2: Yeah, well, Doug, Doug and Ryan, first off, happy Memorial Day. Always happy to talk while else with you. Um, with Darvin Ham, I think it was the best choice. Um, I know that he doesn't have NBA head coaching experience, but I think that he can overcome that with how he assembles the staff. I mean. I've been skeptical of how you know the Lakers' vision has played out and their synergy with the front office, but I see some encouraging signs with this hire for a few reasons. One, uh, the length of his contract—it's four years. I know that uh, you know in previous hires with Frank Vogel and the, the missteps with Monty Williams and Ty Lu, they weren't willing to offer that length before, and I think that there's more autonomy for him to assemble his coaching staff again, which was a contrast to how they they ran things uh, in the past. So maybe that is a subtle pivot point, but the larger issue is it's about the roster and what they're going to do with it. So while I think that Darvin Ham will do a good job because of his former, you know, NBA playing experience, his time, you know, having different assistant coaching gigs with the Lakers, Atlanta, Milwaukee, uh, and his pedigree, uh, as far as his respect around the league, uh, the, the roster's going to be the main thing at play, and there's a lot of holes for them to address.
5: Hey, Mark, I, I would definitely argue that Stephen Clay, can take no knock to their legacies no matter what happens the rest of these nba finals but i want to ask you what do they have to gain if they do go on and win a championship this year this age without kevin durant
2: yeah i think it's really about just everything coming full circle where getting back to a familiar place after you know having a, a really difficult two years with missing the playoffs Uh, You know, in the first year, missing the play or not advancing through the plan. So I think their their legacy is intact. But when you go through each player, you know, Steph Curry has a chance to win his first Finals MVP. Uh, You know, Klay Thompson's coming off of uh, two and a half years worth of injuries. Um, So all those things will be nice. You know, cherries on top of the Sunday. Um, But from a larger standpoint, I think it can also fulfill what the Warriors were hoping to do with uh, their in the franchise. I remember even during their title runs with Kevin Durant, uh, from top to bottom, Joe up, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr and their players, they were talking about trying to become this generation's version of the San Antonio Spurs where if you can construct a roster with, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond and continue to continuously tweak their roster throughout the years, they can always be in the championship hunt. And I think in previous years, I'm not going to get it, uh, it might be a rabbit hole Gain into the, the Bulls-Warriors uh, comparisons over the years, but they were that team of being in the finals every year, where here they might not always be the favorite like the Spurs, but they'll always be in the conversation. And I think that's realistic to look at them this way moving forward these next few years. It,
4: it, it, is, it's, it is amazing on what they've been able to rebuild and how they've been able to, to do it. Um, then you have the Celtics, what changed with this team? I pointed out to Ryan, and he, he knows, obviously. They were a game below 500 January 21st. They yeah.
2: lost to Portland at home. Not a good team. Uh, what changed? There's a few things. Uh, you know, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown's able to get healthy, so Jason Tatum and him can, you know, finally get on the court uh, a lot this season. And then Ime Uduka, um he's been an amazing head coach, and he has really, you know, I think set the standard with elevating the team's defense and also holding players accountable. And then I think the third thing is them being able to tap into their height advantage with, you know, lean into Al Horford and and Robert Williams III. Um, Those guys could be potential X factors in this NBA Finals against the Warriors because the Warriors don't have a center. James Wiseman's been hurt all season, and they don't have a traditional big man. And, you know, the Warriors have been leaning in on the fact that, hey, we have – Versatile players. We have Draymond Green and Kevon Looney there, but you know the proof will be in the pudding whether that catches up to them or not. So far, it hasn't in these playoffs. Um, but you know the Celtics, I think, are a force to be reckoned with instead.
4: I think. I, I think the one question I have, Ryan, this is maybe more for you. Uh, Celtics got the gas in the tank for this deal, right? They they only played seven. And Peyton. Pitcher played two minutes last night, but um, and I think I think they could. Peyton can probably play in this series where he couldn't play in that Miami series, right? Like, there's there's ways to, to hide him a little bit defensively. But are they going to have gas in the tank? Like, a uh, couple seven-game series here, they played a lot of basketball, and they haven't played a lot of d- dudes. Ryan, how much do you think fatigue plays a factor in their readiness early on this in, in the in the finals?
5: I think it could be an element, but I look at more experience than gas, Mark. I don't know if you agree to that. Like, yeah. Golden State doesn't wow me. I just see experience. Like, you know, everybody kind of went wild when, you know, John Morant dropped, what, 47? And the Golden State Warriors are like yeah, go ahead, John, drop forty-seven because you had to do too much, right? And then they end up winning that series, right? So I just, I just see experience in saying we've been here before. Am I, am I wrong, Mark?
2: No, I think you're on the on the money here. I mean, here's a stat here: the uh, the Celtics roster has zero games of final experience, and the Warriors have 123. <laughs> and look, um, I don't think it's going to be this this thing where the Celtics core they're feeling overwhelmed with the moment, like their core guys, they're not. Like quote unquote young guys, but the Warriors just have muscle memory, and so I think that that can play out to their advantage from a tactical standpoint. It's amazing because Steph Clay and Draymond had only played a combined eleven minutes during the regular season because of their overlapping injuries. And on T-together. one hand, together you mean together, together. The only together. together. Yeah, 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 together. And on one hand, you would think well for them it might not matter because they had five finals experience, but they had an entire almost an entirely new roster that had had never played with those guys beyond the 11 minutes. But I think the Warriors have shown that that stat almost doesn't matter because Steph Clay and Draymond are that good. And they've also been able to, you know, develop – their younger guys on the fly and, you know, hide them from their weakness and then, you know, enhance uh, and take advantage of their, you know, skills, whether it's Andrew Wiggins, you know, perimeter shooting and defense, Jordan Poole's development as a combo guard. You, you go down the line. But I, I will say the rest surely will help. I mean, there is a window for Andre Iguodala, Gary Payton II, Otto Porter Jr., yeah. all to return this series where on the flip side with Boston, you know, Marcus Smart and Robert Williams III, I'm sure Jason Tatum's feeling the heavy strain of minutes. All those guys are beat up. So at least maybe for game one, it will play a factor.
4: Yeah, I, 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 and I don't and you don't get these games take so much out of you you don't get you don't catch up,
2: you know like yeah.
4: I mean, remember back, I, I always think of game seven when LeBron won the cha- his first championship against the Spurs or was the second second championship against the Spurs, right uh, with with the heat where after Ray Allen had hit the shot, In Game 7, LeBron was the only one with juice in the tank. Everybody was exhausted between the Spurs and the Heat. Go back and look at the numbers. Or, you know, when when the Lakers beat the Celtics, Kobe was awful. It was Ron Artest who still had some gas in the tank. Like Fatigue very much plays a factor in these things, and I agree with you. I I think it's, one, that the Warriors are deeper. This is more like the first championship team, the strength in numbers. The bench is pretty strong. Second, they're going to get a couple of those guys healthy. They've had more time off. And then the Celtics have been... Had just been 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 beaten up. All right. How about how about this element to it? This kind of goes to Ryan's question. What does it do to the legacy of Steph if they win another one?
2: Well, I think his legacy will be the same title or not, but if he gets a finals MVP, I mean, that's the only thing that he hasn't checked the box on. And he hadn't gotten that during the Warriors' previous runs, some of them for circumstantial reasons. I mean, Kevin Durant deserved it. He played out of his mind. I was one of the voters that voted for Kevin to win his second finals MVP. It It wasn't a knock on Steph. It was just that Kevin was playing that good. And then, you know, Andre Iguodala's defense on LeBron James in 2015 Played a factor, uh, but at the same time, Steph hasn't always played his best basketball in the finals. Partly because of health, partly because hey, the Warriors have so much other talent here. And while you know Steph has had never made a big deal of that. I mean, he never held any grudges against Andre or KD. Um, I'm sure in the back of his mind that would be something that he would like to get for. Um, the main thing is the championship for him, but when you're talking about all the great things that Steph's done, he seemingly accomplished everything except for that.
5: What can Boston do to be successful against Golden State? And is there is there a factor? I know we kind of had some fun with this early in the week where, where Draymond Green, a couple games ago, goes on <laughs> TNT's like, yeah, we're playing Boston. And he almost had to eat those words. And, you know, the Heat shouted him out for it, but it's like we're playing boss, and, like, is there a healthy respect there? Like, are we just counting out boss? Is that fair, or, like, should we take a deeper look at this, and does that have some, someone to play here?
2: Yeah, I, I think that the Warriors view them as the real deal. I think that, you know, reading different articles, some team, some. Writers are picking the Celtics, some are picking the Warriors. I would pick the Warriors in seven, but look, in a seven game series, anything goes. So as far as, you know, the keys for Boston, I mean no doubt obviously, uh, as it would be with the Warriors, their star players are, are gonna largely determine it. So Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. But I think the other added wrinkle beyond, you know, the size element that I mentioned is just how the Celtics play defense. They're very known for switching on defense. And the Warriors' previous playoff opponents weren't really like that. Now, going back to Doug's point about experience, I think that the Warriors have it in them to be able to respond to that. But, you know, that is a kind of test that the Warriors haven't been used to having to face so far in the postseason. So I think when you're looking at the totality of this entire series – There's so many obvious elements, there's so many subtle elements that I think it's going to all even out and make for a seven-game series. And because of that, you can't discount those few small factors that could determine a possession here or there in any single course of the game because I think each game is going to be that close.
4: I'll 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 leave you with this, Mark. Um, I think the, the switching is different, but also let's also remember how the Warriors play is different, right? And they mm-hmm. they eat switches because they're more moving without the basketball than the than NBA the, the mismatch hunting that everybody else does. Um, but I do think you talk about the Finals MVP. I also think like let's not undersell the idea if you're Steph Curry of winning an NBA championship in the Boston Garden. Right? Like, yeah, that's
2: a fair point. That's a yeah, fair like point. Like
4: it's a there's, there's a there's a like to me. The mark is game six. Could they win it in seven? And again, I I, I would put the Warriors to win it, but I think if you grow up around the game, if you're widely considered the greatest shooter to ever play in the game, and then you can finally, you know, come back from all they've all they've gone through to win one and to win it in Boston Garden against a team that I think we all think is they're not going away after this year. It's not going to be the last time we talk about the Celtics at this level of the NBA. I think that would be an interesting element uh, to to this series as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that, that that's a great point. And the thing that's very challenging when you're looking at the Warriors because they've accomplished so much. Yeah, it's like this isn't their first go round, but they they've had so many different chapters that they've gone through to try to showcase their excellence. Whether it was you know the first year and strength and numbers, and then you know being able to lean on Kevin Durant, and you know there's been some. I think diminishment of that because of just how loaded that team is. Where you know if they're able to win this you know title, there adds some extra specialness to it because it's without Kevin and also the circumstances of having to really rebound pretty quickly after two years. I mean, I don't think that the Warriors were necessarily concerned that their championship run was over after 2019 but to be able to course correct within 2 years I think is a testament to a hell of amazing circumstances I mean the 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 unintended benefit of this was that you know, Steph got hurt and was able to you know rest a little bit and hit the recharge button. And the Warriors had a clear direction of hey, this is about rebuilding and maximizing lottery ball odds. Um, but they were also able to lean on the other things that made this organization great in terms of the coaching staff and the culture and the player development. That you know, it didn't take long for them to get back in the picture. So I think all those things really bolster what you were talking about as well—the importance of them.
4: Him. Yeah, and, and and they still have Kaminga looks like a real deal, and we'll see what Wiseman looks like as as he's still very early on his development. Obviously, neither of those guys are Steph, and, Steph or Clay, but it does appear that they're going to be able to – to, to count on youth in the future as well. Mark, have a happy Memorial Day. Can't wait to hear more of your coverage here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: We really appreciate you joining us. Hey, happy Memorial Day, guys, and thanks for having me as always. Appreciate it, apparently
4: Apparently most of America has the need for speed. We'll discuss why next with Ryan Hollins. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
4: Doug Gottlieb, Brian Hollins. in for Dan the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Ryan, when we were growing up, Will Smith used to own the 4th of July, right? Used to be a, a Will Smith movie every 4th of July, and you go see it. You know, there was uh, Men in Black, Independence Day, uh, I Am Legend, right? Um, Tom Cruise kind of owned a Memorial Day with, uh, with Top Gun Maverick, which they've been sitting on for like three years.
5: Have you seen it? I went to the movie theater. And I watched Doctor Strange with the family yesterday, and I should have seen top. You know what? It was dark. It was very dark, and I was really surprised how dark it was. Normally, the Marvel Marvel movies, the Disney Marvel combo, brings it back a little positive. This one was a little like, "Hmm, didn't see that coming." Okay,
4: Uh, I have not. My my son wants to see bad guys, right? An anime one, but. Crazy on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to see Top Gun. I might go do a double dip this afternoon. Like, I haven't done that in forever. The double dip. The double dip, just a bunch (laughs) of popcorn. And no, I will not buy two tickets. I'm not doing that. Sorry. You can tell me. No, no, no. I'm not. I ain't been doing two tickets. Come on, man. I've been low, bu- seven-footer. low budget before, I, Before I, you know, I've been low budget too long in my life. I don't I don't need to I'm already, I'm paying you back with the popcorn and all the snacks.
5: I'm not a seven I'm, you're not a seven footer. Seven footers can't get away with the double dip. It's kind of like, hey, what are, what are you doing here, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> seven footer gets away with that, man. It's, it's one, it's, listen, there's not a ton of
4: benefits to being the, the little white dude, but that's one of the benefits, right? The downside <laughs> is, when I went to visit Notre Dame, who I eventually signed with at a high school I couldn't get into the to Loftus, which is the like the football workout facility, because they didn't believe that I was a, a recruited
5: athlete. They're like, <laughs> sure
4: you are, kid. Get in line with all the rest of the order- oh, autograph seekers, gosh. right? That, that's exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, it's interesting. It's one over a lot of people where you're getting the rare. It might be better than the first one. Like, you're getting that for people. It might be better than the first one, and very few sequels are better than the first one. Although, because like. I think the Warriors were more talented with KD, and uh, both of those years. But I don't think it was better. I don't think it was. It just wasn't as much fun.
5: If the Warriors win the championship this year, this will by far be the sweetest Warriors championship in this in this in Stephen Clay's you know era of Warrior basketball by far, and it won't even be a question. The fact they're a little older, Clay misses two years. You know, you take Wiggins, who nobody supposedly wanted. You know, you you develop Jordan Poole, which is one of the better stories in the NBA, in my opinion, and you win a championship with your guys without, without, with all due respect. I don't think there, I don't think Steph is going like, yeah, man, we got to really compete with that Kevin Durant guy, you know, looking over at Kevin, but there is, it's there, it's there. We didn't need Kevin. Cool. We didn't need him. I, I don't know if they didn't
4: need I think they did need him. I, I think people, I think the league was adjusting some. And remember, you know, they had to decide on Harrison Barnes. There's a lot of decisions they had to make. Like, I actually think they needed him. It just was, it was, Kevin Durant being there was, uh, it was like a guy who you sit down on somebody's couch and you fumble through the remote and you can't figure it out. And eventually you can still get the channel changed and you can still get the stereo working. But man, it, it's just, it's not your stereo, right? Like he plays, hes his whole game is designed to play one way, and how they play is a completely different way. And they made it work, but it, I mean, like look, look it's, it's, it's what it's like to coach AAU, right? When you have a team and they've all played together, and then you add in a kid from another team who's super talented, but it's not maybe as much fun or it's not as seamless that way.
5: Well, they won. They won, so there's they no, did win, there's no... and they were going to win a
4: third time too. Like, let's not get it twisted. They were going to win if they didn't KD didn't get hurt and Clay didn't get hurt. They beat the Raptors in that series.
5: I I, I fully agree. People don't like when I say it, but I I fully agree. I, mm-hmm. I'm two feet in. I, I'm just saying Kevin Durant made it, and as a competitor, I hate to say it, but it just wasn't fair. It, it wasn't fair. Le, LeBron had to play against those three, Steph, Clay, and KD, and it, it was him versus them. It was. Well, he
4: had he had Kyrie Irving and he had Kevin Love.
5: Mm, eh, a little different. A little different, brother.
4: Oh, wow. We got we to continue this discussion next. We ran out of time on this one. <laughs> hey, uh, fun stuff, Doug. It was really, really fun stuff. Really fun stuff. Ryan Hollins up, Doug Gottlieb. Uh, my thanks to Gary Thomas for letting me in this morning. This is the Dan Patrick Show.